you're listening to the She's Up podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin M. Kirksey. She's Up is all about us rising to our call as kingdom women. On each episode, you'll hear from regular women and how they are looking for and living out their callings in everyday life. I can't wait for you to join us on our journey to be the kind of women that when our feet hit the floor, the devil says, oh no, she's up. All right, party people, welcome back to She's Up. I am so excited because today we have my friend Carol here with us. She is um, a friend of mine. We met through Sorority Life and other things, but I am so excited for you to hear from her today. She is sunshine, the life of the party, and brings a great um, Woody comeback when necessary, Um, but she is truly one of the best people I know, and I cannot wait for you all to hear from her. Um, So Carol, how are you doing? What's up? What's happening? You know, I'm great. And witty comeback. I don't know about witty comebacks, but I try my hardest, (laughs) but I'm good. I'm hailing currently from Texas, my unusual state. I usually am full-time Carmel, Indiana. Shout out to my Hoosiers, but my parents live in the glorious state of Texas where everything is bigger and better. And that's no joke. Have you seen a car dealership in Texas? It's huge. So it was quite the culture shock. I have only grown up in the East Coast. And so coming to Texas when they first moved here, I was like, the movies yeah. and the TV shows don't exaggerate. Mm-mm. They really do love their state. They really do. And um, I, for all of my people that are from Texas, forgive me, but I don't know as an Oklahoma if I can call it better but bigger for sure. <laughs> Jury's still out on Texas for me. I'm a South Carolina girl. Charleston will always have my heart, but you know Texas is okay. We'll yeah. give them. We'll give them a benefit. They have good food. There you go. Good Texas food. We we can all agree on that. That's safe. sub subpar football though. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to all of your Texas <laughs> subpar subpar. Go pokes, am I right? Go freaking pokes! Oh man. Carol, I'm so excited that you get to hang out with us today, um, but I think it's just going to be fun if we just jump in, okay. get started. Let's do it. So what what is something that all of your friends know about you, Carol? Ooh, that I love wiener dogs. That's a first and foremost. Yes. <laughs> I love a good dachshund. I'm actually getting one on January 2nd, mm-hmm. so... I'm very excited. But um, another thing would be probably that I just like being around people. Like when pandemic and all that stuff started, I was like, oh my God, my whole existence. But you know, through that, I've learned that I can live alone and be okay. But I do like to be around people. I think the reason why I liked sorority so much and as so much as I do now is because there's just a lot of people, a lot of people to talk to and meet. So that's, you know, one of the things that I love to do is be around people, whether it's eating or hanging out. I go for walks all the time with my friends back in Indiana. So I would say my friends know that I'm a people person. I can attest to this. <laughs> I can. <laughs> and I am very excited to meet Benson eventually when I make my way up to yes. Indy. But Doors always open. So, Carol, what what are you an expert in? And I'm, I'm very interested to hear this answer from you. So I'm... I don't think this is a discussion that we've ever had but I would say that I am an expert in knowing useless things facts knowledge history you name it Mm -hmm. 
if you bring up a subject, I'll probably be like, well, this one time, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I like, it's a problem. Like I just spout useless facts <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't even know where that came from, but it's deep inside my brain. Yes. So it's a party trick. I like to say, you know, people will be talking about something. And I think that's another good thing about like liking people because I can usually find an in in anything that they're talking about because I had no so much useless crap. Okay. Now I need to know what's something random that you've just pulled out in like a random situation. Oh, I mean, the Queen of England is a, is a good <laughs> jumping off point. Like, who isn't fascinated with the royal monarchy in England, especially Very in today's true. times? But so, you know, ever since the crown's come out, I've done my research. You know, I'll spend hours on Wikipedia looking at the royal family. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, fun fact, here's for your listeners, <laughs> all the major monarchs that are still in existence today mm-hmm. are all related to one another. Makes sense. Queen of England... Queen of Denmark, Finland, Spain, they're all related to each other because their lineage goes back to Queen Victoria. Ah. She's like the, they call her the Queen of Monarchs because mm-hmm. all of her children and grandchildren produced what we know as today is like Queen Elizabeth, King Philip of Spain. So there's a fun factoid for okay. your listeners. Very cool. <laughs> And if you haven't watched The Crown, check it out. It's good stuff. Oh, and see, I I haven't watched The Crown, but I love documentaries. So there was a documentary series on, it's on Netflix. And it, it's about the royal family. And it's like the history and the origin of the royal family. And I also, recently, I just watched Diana in her own words. That was crazy. That's crazy in itself, but if you really want some juiciness, something to sink your teeth into, The Last Czars of Russia on Netflix is okay. quite, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I mean, if you want to watch a monarchy fail miserably in a short span of time, that's a show to watch. I mean, I, I knew some of the things that transpired with the Romanov family, and you know, you've heard the, the mysteriousness behind Anastasia, mm-hmm. right? But that is a family worth reading and watching about. That's my recent binge in my recent obsession. I mean, I even found Instagram accounts that like detail the history of the Romanov family. That's how nerdy I am. So maybe one day at a party, I'll be able to squeeze in, you know, Tsar Nicholas II and his family. <laughs> Who knows? I can't wait. It, it, it pays off in bar trivia. I'll tell you that. There you go. <laughs> All right, sister, let's, let's jump into the good stuff. All right, okay. so are you looking for or living out your calling and what does that what does that look like what is that do you know i would i would say somewhere in between okay and i'll explain so living out my calling yes like i think for sure i wouldn't i don't think i would want to be anywhere else than working for the company that i work for for the people that i work for but is that the end of the road i don't know Mm. you know I, my, I, I tell everyone, I'm like, I'm staying at Zeta for the rest of my life. And that's mm-hmm. very true. But where will that road in Zeta lead me? Mm-hmm. Is it collegiate services forever? Who knows? But mm-hmm. I really do enjoy living out what I think I was meant to do, which is work with collegiate women and our great fraternity, which mm-hmm. is Zeta Alpha. Um, I think there's a lot more to learn about life, but mm-hmm. living out my calling for sure while also looking for other things to just make life more fun. Mm. I love it. All right. So 
if you're kind of in this middle ground of you're loving what you're doing, living it out, but you're still open to these opportunities, what does what does this look what does this look like day to day for you? I always like to try new things. So learning things like obviously, you just heard my little rant about history. I'm always on the the cusp of looking for something new to learn about. Um, and if any of your listeners out there are strengths finders people. Uh, my top three are context, input, and learner. So mm-hmm. I think I'm always on the hunt for something to learn, to do, you know, to get my hands dirty. You know, I got a little side hustle working for a candle making company, which has been super fun. You know, during the pandemic, I spent a lot of time alone, and this was really my way to get back into being around people again while also learning something new because the process of making a candle, it's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> Um, but I could say that's a new party trick too. If anybody ever wants to know how to make a candle, I could whip that out really quick, but things like that, I'm always looking to learn, to meet new people. You know, you can never meet too many people. There's billions of us on this earth. So why cut yourself short when you can put yourself out there? And I think, you know, getting that second job just for fun to keep myself busy and on my feet and out of the house was a good start, but also, you know, I love to read podcasts are great and a good audiobook. I'm currently listening to Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey and let me tell you it's a good one if you want to learn about life. I know he's kind of it's like oh it's Matthew McConaughey but he actually has some good tidbits in there. Um, so just different things like that. Um, I really enjoy broadening my horizons if you will um, while also it makes me better at my full-time job. Um, mm-hmm helping others and doing what I do, which I love every single day. So amazing. And you know, what's funny is I didn't know any of your strengths, but input is, it's like my first or my second. So so let's kind of, let's talk about your job. And so to give you all a little bit of background, Carol and I are in the same sorority. We are not the same age. Like we weren't, we weren't in college at the same time. Right? Did we figure that out? I think you're. You, I graduated in 2015. So yeah, if so, you were a freshman in 2014, then we would have been. No. So I, I didn't get into college until the fall of 2016. So oh, yeah. we just so. missed each other. But so Carol works for our fraternity, and we met when she visited my chapter at OSU. So we got to spend a lot of time together. That was. Yeah, because it was my senior recruitment, mm-hmm. so I was just the grunt monkey. I did whatever the recruitment chair needed oh, me to do. No, 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 no. But <laughs> l- listen, listeners of this podcast, when I say the warmest welcome, I walk through the door. This wonderful human disappears and is like, let me show you everything about Oklahoma State. And I was like, okay. And then I left and I wept on the plane because I was like, I wanted to go to school there. Why did I not look further than the Ohio, like further west than the Ohio River? I don't know. But a gracious host, a wonderful golf cart tour guide. <laughs> and I mean, I've never stood, I've never stood on a D1 football field ever in my life until I went to Oklahoma State. So. Hey, go folks. <laughs> go folks. You know, I'm a huge Ricky Fowler fan too. So you had that going for yeah. you. And before I even stepped foot on campus, I played college golf. So. You know, anywhere a legend has played, I'm like all in about it. But um, no, I had heard wonderful things about 
Caitlin's chapter and when I got there it exceeded my wildest dreams just like every other chapter does. I mean I have visited probably like 10, 9 or 10 Zeta chapters at this point and every single one of them has blown my mind at how mm. great the women are out there and how much they love Zeta and I could go on and on but your host of this wonderful podcast is also a great 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 hostess on campus this yeah. is my this is my plug for them hiring her to be the president. So <laughs> absolutely the- not, not enough money in the world could you ever convince me to be a university president. But I'm yes, going to state that and, on the record right now. <laughs> well, and two, let me put this on the record that Oklahoma State was my first ever visit. Yes. For my for my role at Zeta, so it was pretty awesome. We set the bar pretty high. Yeah. So, fun fact: I I had access to a golf cart that um year of my life and so when carol was like i want to take a tour of osu i was like well hey i used to be a tour guide this is great it'll be awesome and i had i had also given a couple of campus tours to other uh, members of the fraternity who had visited our chapter before so i was mm-hmm. well versed in the task but she's like i'm big football girl mm-hmm. i would love to like see the stadium and i was like well actually i know how we can get on the field and she was like we have to do it. So we did our first ever photo. I think maybe now I think we have a normal photo together, but our, our very first photo together was, was our selfie on BPS. Yes. Boone Pickman. Well, all, all of this to say, all of this to say is Carol is one of those people that when she talks about her job and I hope you can hear how much she loves her job when she talks about it. And so regardless of anything else, like I'm so excited for you to hear the joy that she finds in what she gets to do every day. Um, But really what I want to talk about or kind of jump into now is how did you get started in this? So where, where's the origin of... Wonderful question. (laughs) Wonderful question, Caitlin. Let's take it back to the year 2013. I was like, yes, I'm going to law school. I'm doing it. You know, history, political science, this is what's going to happen. I like had grown up being like, I will be on the Supreme Court one day. Um, Mad respect for the Supreme Court, though. If you want me to go down a rabbit hole about some fun facts, that's (laughs) a place I could really start. But no, I wanted to go to law school. I had some really great professors at Franklin College that were like, we could totally do this. Sky's the limit. Let's start practicing for the LSAT. Take the LSAT twice. Did okay. You know, did some good things there. Applied. And then like January, so January 2015, I had this like aha moment where I was like, or I don't know if you want to call it an aha moment, but I was like, this is not what I want to do. This is bad. I don't know what in like my gut was being like, no, 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 this is not it. Mm-hmm. And so I like had a moment where I was like, I'm not going to law school anymore. And so I had a great fraternity story life advisor at Franklin College and she, I had just been her intern and she was like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. What am I good at? And she was like, well, let's make a list. So she legitimately sat me down and was like, okay, we're going to make plan A to Z. And then we'll go plan A, A, plan A, B until we figure out what it is going to, what it's going to be. And I was like, okay, cool. And she's like, well, you're pretty good at the sorority thing. You know, you were my intern. I went to AFLV as the intern. It was a lot of fun. She's like, you were an officer in your chapter. Like, you know, what I do for a living is, you know, you go to school for that. And I was like, what? no way. So she was like, yeah, take a look at these schools. They have rolling admission. You don't need a GRE score. And she's like, and I'm sure you could barter that you've taken the LSAT twice. And I was like, cool. So I looked into them. I found some programs that I liked, 
in-state, out-of-state, the whole thing. And then I applied and Indiana State offered me full tuition coverage, mm. which was, you know, game changer. Awesome. Yeah. I was like, I will live in Terre Haute, Indiana for free tuition. <laughs> <laughs> so off I go to Indiana State University. Um, had a really great time. Met some wonderful students. Their their Greek system there is just wonderful. They're still wonderful. I advise the Zeta chapter at that campus now in my free time. So I have been, you know, attached to Indiana State for about six years now, which has been great. Um, but the students were amazing. And it was really a, a big time of growth in fraternity and sorority mm -hmm. life at Indiana State. Not in MPC, but um, they had only three of the men's MPHC groups when I started mm -hmm. as a grad assistant. And then by the time I left, they had brought back two more of the women's groups. Um, so finally some female awesome. representation on their MPHC council, which was really exciting. Um, and now they almost have the full divine nine, which is awesome to see as an mm -hmm. alumna of that program. But Indiana state was great. Um, Terre Haute, they did have a Sonic, which was great because there isn't any Sonics in Indianapolis. <laughs> But um, no, I really liked it. Um, and so I, in my last year of grad school, I was like, I know I want to stay in Indiana. And Indiana is like the hub of headquarter mm -hmm. land, if you will, for fraternity and sorority life. There's probably around 50 headquarters in okay. Indianapolis or the Carmel area. So Zeta is not the only one. Um, tons of them. Mm -hmm. A lot of my friends had worked for them either as leadership consultants or I just knew people that worked in the field. So I was like, okay, Indianapolis is where it's going to be. I just got to find the right spot. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I applied for jobs all over the place and then found one at Alpha Gamma Delta, which is a women's fraternity and the NPC, um, didn't have it at Franklin. It wasn't at Indiana State. So I really didn't know anything about the organization when I started working there, but it was a really great two years. I met and worked with a lot of really great women who care a lot about fraternity and sorority. And um, I think my favorite thing was working with the leadership consultants, mm -hmm. who many of them I'm still friends with today, which is awesome. So um, that was kind of my, you know, jumping off point. And then, you know, started working for Zeta and that's kind of where we are now. Collegiate services manager, um, work with a wonderful team. Um, the membership services team is amazing and we do a lot of really fun stuff together, but every, I mean, everyone at the office is amazing. Like mm. I honestly, there's not a single person that you walk by in the office. that's not like, Hey Caroline, how are you today? Or, um, you know, that care or in, and they are invested in who you are as a person inside and outside of the mm. office. So it's just, I, I get to do awesome work with awesome people every single day. I love that. And I totally agree. My time, my short lived time at IO was awesome. So good. Like, oh, yeah. Phenomenal humans. Great people. Amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like working. I like joke about this all the time with people, but I'm like, it's like I work for the Disney of sorority. Like I get to go to work every day where people are, even if it's not a good day for someone everybody is still family and pushes each other mm. to do really good work. And I just love it. I could go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We want to hear about it, but you know, so now that we know how you got started, you know, what, what really, and I, I'm really excited to hear this cause I really don't know if I ever have heard, heard it, but what would you say your why is for 
your job and what you get to do and maybe not not even exclusively your job but I know that you you do a lot for Zeta not just as the Cleveland Collegiate Services Manager so I would love to hear your why for what you get to do and why you still do it I don't think it's changed since I started grad school so that's a positive I think Mm -hmm. but I think Zeta or not Zeta just helping women Mm -hmm you know, have a wonderful experience. And if they didn't have a wonderful experience, still finding meaning in why they decided to join. Because um, I would be remiss to say that not everyone's like me. Not everyone has a great mm-hmm. collegiate experience in their sorority and not everyone comes out on the other side being like, oh my God, I love it. I want to give back for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, if I, there is in any way I, that I could impact someone or help others impact others to lead lives mm-hmm. that reflect our values, even though they don't know that's what they're doing, mm-hmm. then that's it for me at the end of the day. I used to work in harm prevention, which is a little different than collegiate services. And that's the more, you know, react, re- reactionary and, mm-hmm. you know, you're in trouble and you've done a bad thing. Well, you know, I would go to those chapters and be like, you're no different than you were the day before you, your chapter got in trouble. Let's try to find some meaning in this and work our mm-hmm. work our way out of this to, you know, be better. Um, same thing with collegiate services. You know, they they care about their experience. They wouldn't be officers if they if they didn't. And mm-hmm. so helping them, you know, lead their chapters, work with their volunteers, who by the way are the most amazing people that I get to work with every day. I love love, love all the volunteers, all the alumni that work with our, with our chapters and care so much. Um, but yeah, my why would be like, if someone has that aha moment is like Zeta impacted me positively. And even though I'm not going to work in fraternity and sorority life, maybe I'm going to be a doctor or maybe I'm going to be a nurse or maybe I'm going to be, um, a painter or a cook Mm -hmm. or something like that. Or, you know, wherever they go in life, they impact someone positively because those values were instilled in them that's what it's all about for me and if I can just be the vehicle for that then you know I'm just one small piece of the puzzle of a of a larger picture of women who are putting those values into other women and so that's kind of my why for me um and even working for another sorority like people all the time would be like well I didn't even know that you weren't an alpha game and I'm like, because that's not what it's about. It's not about mm-hmm. the letters or the colors or the, the pomp and circumstance of the other day. It's the values that are in our creeds. And what we say we're going to do is what we do. Mm-hmm. And if you can simply do that, then you're really doing sorority right. Um, and so that's what I, you know, I did that at Alpha Game. I still strive to do that at Zeta is, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk and be as helpful to other people as I can be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Carol, what or is there anything else that we should know that what wisdom you'd like to impart on us? Is there anything else? Yes. I think if you don't know what you want to do in life, trust your gut. I know that's like very risky biz, but had I not trusted my gut, I don't think I'd be where I'm at right now Mm. talking to you on this podcast. Um, I'd probably be just enjoying my life just as much as a lawyer, but I think I've definitely found what I was meant to do, if that mm-hmm. sounds crazy, in working in this, and people are like, oh my God, fraternity and life, really? Yeah, 
there's just really great people and you know we're not the stereotypes that people make us out to be in the magazines and the tv and the movies and things like that and so mm-hmm. there are a lot of really really great people in this community that want to do really really good things for other people and you know that's what gets me out of bed every day mm-hmm. and I'm excited to go to work every day either virtually or in the office um, in this pandemic world that we're living in I still get excited to just open my laptop and sit at my desk in my little den every morning because I work with some pretty pretty amazing folks and that's inside and outside of Zeta I know mm-hmm. that the field is it's very big if you think about it but it's also very small and I've met a lot of really wonderful people um, who are my like dear close friends um, that aren't members of our sorority. Um, mm-hmm. Like one friend of mine that comes to mind, her name's Abby. Um, man, is she a good person. She really, really cares. Mm-hmm. And she has a saying too. Um, you know, my like, if I'm fine, you should be fine. Hers is, is it costs zero dollars to be a nice person. Mm-hmm. And she teaches me that every single day that no matter how mean somebody can be to you or upset you get like it does cost zero dollars to be a nice person and so her Mm -hmm. she's my evening walk pal in carmel indiana if you see a strolling on the Mm monon that's usually who i'm with um but yeah abby's a really great person and is just a wonderful friend but no i like you know can name so many people that are just like abby that have taught me something about this life and so i don't think I would have found that community mm-hmm. had I not followed my gut. So trust your gut sometimes. It could lead you in the right direction and doing something that you really enjoy in life. And I, um, hopefully I'm an old, older person. I don't know if old is the right word, but an older person still doing this, working in this field in years to come. But I, uh, I love it every single day. And I think I thank my gut every single day and my fraternity sorority life advisor for pushing me in the direction of working in this field because man the people are what it's all about and so Mm. that's my imparting wisdom trust your gut sometimes because you never know where it could lead you and don't doubt yourself as much as i do now but don't doubt yourself because we're all i like to say we're all geniuses or you know really good at something but sometimes you just haven't figured it out yet and you just got to trust your gut sometimes to find your way there mm. Mm. that's so good you know what that reminds me of um the albert einstein quote goes when you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree it'll live its whole life believing that it is stupid yes yeah i joked with um, my supervisor the other day and i was like i'm a prodigy in something i just haven't figured it out yet that's it we're all prodigies in something some people know what it is, you know, mm-hmm. like some people are piano prodigies. Some people are soccer prodigies. Some people are, you know, X, Y, Z prodigies. Mm-hmm. But for the most of us, we just don't know what that is yet because someone hasn't told us what it is. And sometimes we don't need a voice to tell us what it is. Maybe it's just living in itself as the, what makes us a prodigy of life. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm the prodigy of sorority. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> definitely not sports or I would be doing something else (laughs) when i said carol is the bomb.com i wasn't kidding she is so full of joy and light and to do life with her is one of my favorite blessings 
I really hope that hearing from her inspires you to trust your instinct and challenges you to lean into the things you are already rocking in your life. And as we wrap up our episode, would you take a second and pray for Carol? As always, we can all benefit from a bit of encouragement. Now, here's the rest of my conversation with Caroline. All right, so now we are going to jump into our fun questions. So, Carol, I'm very excited to talk to you about this because I know we bonded over this, but would you like to share what your Enneagram type is? Why, yes, Caitlin, I would. My Enneagram type is two. Shouldn't be surprising after the content that you just heard. (laughs) Zero percent surprised. I care a lot about people. That's, I think, the biggest, whenever I read all the different, you know, Mm -hmm. Instagram posts or stuff like that, it's like selflessly gives themselves to others. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. Now, sometimes I have taken the test a couple of times and I've gotten nine before, but I'm like, I don't know, maybe, but two just feels more at home for me. Oh, man. Well, okay, let's jump into the next question. Got it. Ready. What is your favorite color and why? Mm. Man, a lot of, if you, going back to the first question, what is something all of your friends know about you? I wear a lot of black, which is like so strange because I like my personality, I would assume does not come off as like, oh, she wears black. Excuse me. Um, I do like the color black. It does look great. I am very pale. So it just kind of helps me out of it. (laughs) Um, I would say my favorite color is purple. Okay. And why? Why? It's like a darker color, but it's still like fun. Um, I think I've liked it ever since I was really little. Like I always had purple things growing up. My mom would always get me purple stuff and purple is my birthstone. Shout out to my February babies that are listening. Um, but yeah, I do love purple. Um, it's just nice. And all the shades of purple are great, mm-hmm. right? Like you got like spring lilacs, mm-hmm. fun, Easter. All that good stuff, but then you can do like a dark purple and be mysterious and like wear it to prom or like a formal or something. I don't know, but um, I also just like a good like purple. I mean, I'm wearing purple right now, so you know, (laughs) who who knows? But yeah, no, I really like purple. It's just like a good color. I like darker colors. Like if you had to say, what's your runner-up favorite color? Like navy. Okay emerald green like a dark green mm-hmm. any dark pretty colors I'm, okay. I'm all about it but you know i do love black have i ever asked you this question before about my favorite color the color uh-huh no do you know why i asked the question no so our favorite colors the way that we explain our favorite colors mm-hmm. is how we see ourselves no way <laughs> I wish all of you could see Caroline's face right now because that was great. <laughs> but no, this is one of the three questions I always ask my friends on the first friend date we go on. And so mm-hmm. this one I always really enjoy because it's it's funny. And I've said this before on the podcast, but it's funny to watch people become aware of their own self-awareness. Interesting. Interesting. <gasps> That's a hot take. <laughs> wow. 
Well, hopefully I described purple well for everyone. All right, and the final question I have for you is what is the best compliment you've ever received? Oh, that's hard. <laughs> that's so tough. Um, I appreciate the compliments about being a good friend. Mm. Typical, hashtag typical two behavior again, but um, I care a lot about the people that are in my life, whether professionally or personally. And, you know, when people are like, oh, wow, you really came in clutch there. You were there for me when I needed somebody Mm. the most or anything like that, like really makes me happy and warm and fuzzy on the inside. Um, Yeah, just like being a good person, good friend. Mm good I don't know if I gave good advice but like just somebody to listen to like you're a good listener something I try to work on a lot because you know it's really easy to talk when somebody just really needs to be heard Mm -hmm. and so active listening if I get compliments about being a good listener I always appreciate that because it's something I try to work on all the time but yeah those you know those are those are the ones that really hit the hit home a lot for me is you know I appreciate you for being there for me or I don't know what I'd do without you Mm -hmm. typical things that twos like to hear (laughs) amen to that (laughs) well I will definitely say and this was not scripted or intended but you one are a phenomenal listener and you do give amazing advice because there were quite a few times there have been and I'm sure there will be some more in the future when I'm like SOS Caroline what do I do so you know, I I appreciate the times that you've shown up for me, and it's been awesome. Well, I always tell mainly students, but, like, friends in my life, too, like, another line that I say all the time is, like, I'm only a phone call away. Like, seriously, mm-hmm. if you need something, pick up the phone and call me. I'm always going to be there. Um, and it's, like, it's it's funny working with collegiate women because I, like, always all the time, like, I'm, like, they're way too cool to ever want to talk to me. Not that I would want them to talk to me, but like, you know, in that advice, coaching, mentor mm-hmm. situation. And then when you're like, well, if you need anything, like, give me a call. Like, I'm, an, I'm currently an advisor, and so they just did officer transitions, mm-hmm. and I just met my new officer. And I'm like, well, if you need me, I'm always here. I'm not a helicopter advisor. I'm not going to be all over you. Just, you know, I'm here if you need me. And I was like, oh, maybe she'll call. Maybe she won't. Like a week after taking her position, she's like, Carol we got to talk. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And I was like, all right, what's going on? And so, you know, I always enjoy those conversations because it's like business first. And then I'm always, you know me, I'm always like, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. How's life? Mm -hmm. How's school? You know, things like that. So. Yep. Yep. You always, I always like to ask a question. It's crazy. Like when you go to grad school for student affairs, you take all those classes that are like the inner workings of a collegian. (laughs) Yes. And it's like how to talk to collegians, blah, 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 blah. But then really the only thing that they want to hear from somebody that's older than them is the question, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Because no one really stops to ask them that. Their professors don't ask them that. Maybe they do, but more times than not, they don't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're off at college, sometimes your parents are like thinking you're having the best time of your life, but sometimes maybe you're not. Mm -hmm. And so... That's usually always one of the questions I like to start with is, how are you doing? Like if there's one like thing that I could impart on all sorority women across the board is taking more time to ask your sisters how they're doing. 
And I don't think we do that enough. But also, after you ask, to genuinely listen to what they say. Amen, sister. I always tell my my Zeta ladies at Indiana State, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask how each other is doing and to stop and listen for five Mm -hmm. minutes because you never know. You could meet a new friend Mm -hmm. or help somebody that's in a really tough spot or celebrate something that just Mm -hmm. happened and they hadn't told anyone yet. So, thanks. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it, love it. Oh my gosh, this was so good. I'm so, so thankful for you. This was awesome. I can't wait for people to hear this. (gasps) Me too. All right, party people, we will talk soon, but until then, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoy hanging out with us, I would be so grateful if you left a review. This is how we can bring new friends into our community, and it makes a huge difference. Praying for all of us to be the kind of women that when our feet hit the floor, the devil says, oh no, she's up.